Hello, welcome to uh, episode 39 of the All Things Leeds podcast with myself, Ed McIntyre. And uh, joining me in the studio is, as always, my co-host, Charles Foster. Hello. Hi, Ed. You alright? Yeah, I'm not bad about you. Yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm wondering how the hell we've done 39 of these. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? It is that. mad. <laughs> it is mad. Yeah, 39 of these episodes. Thank you very much to everyone who has uh, listened to, to any of these. We really Suff- do appreciate it. through our opinions for 39 hours. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, uh, so yeah, Charles, you're good, I'm good, 39 episodes, let's do this. Uh, we are joined in the studio, uh, again, uh, by the man who knows it all, it's Andrew Dalton, also known as Stats, hello. Hello, uh, this is my hat-trick, where's the ball? Have you, have you got a ball for me, like on Soccer AM at all, or not? Or... I thought that was the last time you were on well, that, that was last, my fourth appearance, crikey, I'm... Uh, and you're still not getting a football. I'm still not getting a football, <laughs> shame, no, very good, very good, please, uh, to, uh, football is back after what can only be described as boredom. Uh, yeah. Over the weekend, <laughs> international breaks are really no good for for championship and Premier League teams. But no, yeah, and it's a a big week personally, and a big week for for the football club as there are a lot of events uh, around the city with the centenary celebrations tomorrow. Yeah, of course you've got a book coming out later yes. this week, so uh, we'll of course uh, talk talk about yes. that in a, uh, much more detail uh, shortly yes. uh, on. But uh, are you well? Are you good? Yes, yes, very well. Uh, it's been uh, a mad few months. Uh, all sort of uh, coming down after tomorrow and, and very much looking forward to all the celebrations, seeing up with the old players and yeah, uh, I just hope Lee's put performance out on Saturday yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, to go with all the celebrations over the next yeah. few days. Yeah, so uh, we will talk about those celebrations and uh, Stats' book as well. Uh, we'll talk about a lot, a lot of other bits of news as well regarding Leeds United that's come out this past week. Yes, it's been the international break, but as always, it has not been quiet at Ellen Road at all. Now, we will, of course, look ahead to that centenary game on Saturday. Leeds United taking on Birmingham City at Ellen Road, of course. Uh, plenty to discuss here on the All Things Leeds podcast. <laughs> Ah, we're back. We're back in the studio. Episode 39, as we've mentioned many, many times so far. And we've only been recording for about a minute or two. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're, we're back. And yeah, of course, it's been the international break. Um, have we Have we all enjoyed it? Have we all enjoyed the international break? No. <laughs> no. I, I can honestly say I've never enjoyed an international break no. in my life. No, it is awful, isn't it? <laughs> and unfortunately, I've got another one in four weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's it till Christmas. Apart from the World Cup and the Euros, I have z- zero yeah. interest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but league football, it, it, it uh, will be returning uh, very soon. It's back this week of course uh, Leeds United playing Birmingham City at Ellen Road uh, this Saturday celebrating the uh, club turning 100 years old and we'll uh, preview that game uh, towards the end of the show but firstly stats you've got a book uh, coming out so. on the, yeah. uh, the 100 years of Leeds United uh, coming out in two days uh, uh, two days before the game rather, yes. on Thursday the uh, 17th of October yes. uh, we've talked about it a lot when you've been on in the past you've mm-hmm. given us a lot of updates but yes. uh, this is it this, yeah, this is it isn't it it's coming it's, out this week it's released tomorrow yeah by the time we're well. recording recording it on uh, uh, Wednesday so night released so. on 17th of October to celebrate the the centenary of the football club yeah. and it, it's something that's been sort of 18 months in the making it, it's been a lot of hard work a lot of time a lot of effort a lot of stress uh, there's something I'll probably look back on I'll probably change but it's, it's gone to print now and I'm sure I'll have a various different opini- opinions but that's what you do when you, we publish books and yeah, very much, very looking forward to tomorrow's events. Very nervous about it all. Yeah. How are you feeling towards I, I it? I think I'm a bit nervous, a bit apprehensive, but also very excited. I think it'll be a bit of a 
I say a sleepless night. It's, it's a bit like the night before a cup final for me in a way. That <laughs> I know what's around the corner. I'm very excited by it. And I'm just looking forward to it all. And it's a day I've been looking forward to for, for almost a year now. And yeah, just uh, raring to go with it all tomorrow. And I hope a lot of people out there do buy and enjoy it. And I, I know I'm going to be criticised by it. But again, it, I put a lot of hard work and time and effort into it. And uh, you can't please everybody at the end of the yeah. day, Ed. So yeah, looking forward to it. And uh, it's just nice to sort of do some thing uh, as a hobby uh, about your football club about the club that I love and the club that I've, uh, I've grown up supporting for the last 20 or 25 26 years yeah, and, uh, you're not, uh, it's not a different experience for you you've released books yeah. before in the past this is your third book yeah the first one I did uh, Legion United Top 100 with John Howe John Howe superbly wrote it all all the player narratives he was absolutely fantastic uh, if you find John do do read some of his stuff and then I did uh, Leeds United the good the bad and the ugly of Leeds United in the 1980s with Heidi Haig which was a forgotten era of the football club and it sort of focused on the hooliganism element uh, of Leeds United through the mid 80s and up to the Bournemouth game which obviously we're talking about on the way down to the studio uh, and looking at all the different seasons all the different players that played for the club during the 1980s so yeah this is a this is one that's done the whole whole shebang really the full hundred years a full story uh, there's some intriguing interviews uh, I managed to get hold of Dave Hockaday which was quite interesting uh, playing with Salt and Pepper Potts on how he got the job at Leeds United Brian McDermott how he was sacked by Chris Farnell uh, Massimo Cellino's solicitor uh, spoke in, in depth to Kevin Blackwell had a great chat with Simon Grayson spoke with Tony Dorigo, Jermaine Beckford Lee Chapman, Don Matias, there's a few different interviews I couldn't get all the interviews that I wanted, it was just very difficult to get a hold of people but uh, a lot of profiles in there of all the managers we've had including caretakers right up to Marcello Bielsa and it, it tells a story from uh, 1920 or 1919 when the club were first formed to, to what it is today and it goes right up to the, the, I say the, the heartbreak of the playoff semi-final to Phoenix Derby County uh, last season got all the games in there uh, there's a wonderful piece written by a guy called John Devlin who is the author of True Colours books and he's done the whole history of Leeds United kits which is something I love I love things like that there's a bit of memorabilia and then there's uh, what Leeds United means to different supporters over the years uh, we did a, a bit of a Twitter feature where please some of what Legion United means under 40 characters actually quite interesting looking at all the different characters and all the different responses and they've just got people to tell the stories of, of what Legion United means to them so yeah it's a bit different I know Dan Chapman's done his book and it's fantastic uh, I won't have a, a bad word to say I think it's brilliantly written by Dan Chapman uh, and also Andrew Valley and Ryan Decott's done their books as well which is a, a photographic sort of look back over 100 years with, with text again fantastic uh, and then there's mine which sort of tells a story with, with statistics as well so yeah looking forward to it to being released it's in the club shop tomorrow all being well per uh, price £30 and uh, yeah I'm, I'm sure people will hopefully buy it we're, we're looking at the lead up to Christmas because it kind of is starts yeah. and that's what 10 weeks till Christmas yeah so, what so, a perfect time to buy the well, book well that's what we do that's what we thought I said and it's, it's ideal that the 100 years is tomorrow on October the 17th you are 10-11 weeks away from, from, from Christmas celebrations and yeah it's exciting it's nerve wracking but yeah very much looking yeah. forward to it well else can people buy it? It's uh, going to be available in the club shop. Yeah, but. we're looking at the moment uh, at other bookstores, possibly were, I said Woolworths and that's not been open for a long time, uh, Waterstones and WH Smith and, and Amazon. Uh, I'm just in discussions at the moment with certain people to get that sorted but first main put a call will be the club shop uh, tomorrow. Uh, I will be around if anybody wasn't does want a signed copy on, on Saturday for the game uh, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit... I, I say eye-opening and it's also quite awe-inspiring that 
you're actually part of history and to do something for the football club is is unbelievable I'm very very proud to, to say I've written it and yeah I'm looking forward to a day of celebrations tomorrow yeah brilliant it, it sounds absolutely brilliant does the book yeah. so yeah I'm sure that people are going are gonna to enjoy it yes, a lot yeah hard work and, and look you can't please everybody whatever you do in life someone will criticise you uh, but the reaction I've had f- uh, from people has been very very positive and uh, long may it continue and I'm very much looking forward to, to getting it out there yeah absolutely uh, so yeah make sure you go and uh, pick yourself a, a copy especially this time of year get you get yourself one for, for Christmas get it for someone else for Christmas and as well I, I will be running a competition tomorrow uh, to win a free copy uh, on social media on Twitter so follow me at LFC Stats there will be a quiz question that I'll be releasing tomorrow morning and I will pick the winner out of a hat uh, tomorrow afternoon and that person will get a free copy of the book brilliant so uh, yeah make sure you get on that make sure you, you pick yourself a, a copy of the book it sounds brilliant uh, but uh, moving on then uh, of course it has been the uh, international bricks and all these games to look back on in this episode but uh, plenty of Leeds United players have been on international duty uh, so starting with the, with the youth player Alfie McCalmont he uh, played the full 90 minutes and got an assist in uh, Northern Ireland and 21s uh, 2-1 loss away at Denmark and uh, then he was subbed off in their 3-0 loss uh, away at Romania so not, not a good time for him there uh, Jack Clark he played for the uh, England Twenties as they drew two two uh, away at Italy. Uh, Mateusz Bogusz, um, he, he's um, he was subbed off in uh, Poland uh, under twenty ones two two draw away at Russia uh, under twenty ones, but then scored the winning goal as they beat Serbia under twenty ones one nil at home. Seventy uh, ninth minute goal day he was then subbed off afterwards, but a uh, winning goal for uh, Mateusz Bogusz there. Uh, that's uh, that's pretty awesome. I've said it many times on this podcast. Bogusz needs a chance. He is a he's a very impressive player. He's <clears throat> <clears throat> he's always whenever I see the under twenty threes, he's very very impressive. He, he does drive the team forward a lot, and he's he's cracking on set pieces. To be fair to him, yeah, he's, he's a fantastic mm. player. He, he needs a chance. We, we we've got that hole in midfield for me and Matejko. He just needs a, he just needs to go. He's very impressive. Every time I watch the under twenty threes, he's the standout player for me. Yeah, um, there's an argument to say the team in general is a little bit imbalanced, <laughs> especially when we've got the injuries we currently have. There's a there's a bit of imbalance in there. Um, obviously with Dallas in midfield and Aylin on the right and then <laughs> all sorts of having to put Shaq in when he's fit when she isn't at the moment <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there is a bit of imbalance there and giving the likes of Bogus and Streak a chance might be uh, a solution to some of our problems but you know yeah. it's up to Vielsa <laughs> at the end of the day we, we, it doesn't matter what anyone says <laughs> Yeah, stats have you been impressed with yeah, Bogus? I, I, uh, I think uh, obviously uh, watching him in the summer in, in the tournament in the, sorry, in the pre-season games against Man United uh, and, and Western Reds I think it was I think he looked very good I think he's sort of the, the next in line to Hernandez I think he's got it all as Bogus and I think he'll be a star to come whether it, the time's right now to throw him in I don't know I think You've got a lot of games coming up between now and Christmas. I think you do need to use, utilise your squad, especially in the Championship, because it's relentless. It's Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, right through. So, yeah, look, look I, I, I rate Bogus. I think I've seen him in the under 23. I think he's been absolutely brilliant. Uh, just a point on Jack Clark, there's also been a lot of rumours going around that Tottenham are possibly looking to recall him uh, in January because he's not getting game time. Very interesting deal when it was done. I, I was quite surprised personally that Leeds recalled him straight away for, after the Tottenham deal. 
and it's difficult because obviously you've got the six loan rollers, the five game, five players loan, you can have five players in the squad uh, and the match squad on loan. So yeah, interesting with Jack Clark, Ryan Edmondson. My friends were over there, said he played really well. Yeah, uh, playing for the uh, England under nineteen in the Marbella Cup of in Malaga in Spain. Absolutely. Nice little all day for him. Absolutely, and uh, Alfie McCalmon, obviously very very highly rated by Stuart Dallas. Uh, as well, so I think his time will come when they played against Stoke City uh, in the League Cup uh, earlier this season at Ellen Road. But I think what's good uh, from a Leeds perspective, we've got a lot of stars for the future. You look yeah. at the likes of McCam, you look at Edmondson, you look at Bogus, there's more coming through. Charlie Cresswell, I was sat at, uh, at a thing in the summer. And uh, I don't know who I don't know. One of the pundits was asked. I think it might have been Tony Dorigo was asked who's the next one to come through on the conveyor belt. And they also Charlie Cresswell and Charlie Cresswell. I think it was Andy Hughes actually that said it. Charlie Cresswell, obviously Richard Sun will be a star at Ellen Road. Yeah, I saw him play against Birmingham. That little yeah. draw the, the uh, um, other week. Yes, that's uh, right. Yeah, he was. He was very impressive. And I, I think another one to watch out for. And I've seen a lot of Burton Albion. This is Oliver Sarkic. He, he's scoring a lot of goals for the Brewers at the moment. Yeah. And I think once he's had his loans, but I think it's great that these players do go out on loan and I think next season they'll probably give an opportunity to start on the first team because obviously you don't know what's going to happen between now and, and the summer so I think the future is very bright I, I know all supporters want instantaneous results in football <laughs> doesn't always work like that no, but as you, I say, it's going to take time but of course it does you've got the likes of McCallum you've got the likes of Emerson and Bogus and I think they'll all be ready to play a, a big part between now and, and May the 2nd against yeah. Channel Athletic yeah, absolutely uh, Eddie Nketiah as well he's been banging in uh, goals for fun uh, for the uh, England under 21s uh, everyone's been talking about him uh, as he scored a hat-trick in uh, England under-21s 5-1 win uh, over the uh, Austria under-21s. That's now seven goals in his last seven games he's played uh, for the England under-21s. Uh, a lot of people saying that he should start ahead of uh, Patrick Bamford because of this. Yes, it's the England under-21s, but he's surely got, got to have a chance. He has the... He's got the ruthless touch. He really does. He's He's, he's got that clinical kind of uh, six-yard striker instinct about him that Bamford appears to not entirely lack but lack at the moment um, obviously Bamford scored a fair few goals for us he, he got 10 last season he's got 4 this season so far he had, had a couple in the cup as well um, but he's not been performing uh, that part of his game properly recently the, the other part of his game is hold up plays he's linking with the midfielders has been excellent yeah. he's, he's getting in the correct positions but he's not been able to convert and uh, with the amount of chances we create, we need someone who can convert. And if you've got someone who's as prolific as he as Enketia is, and um, Enketia's got what four goals for us in, in uh, league and cup. Yeah, and uh, he's only started two yeah, games as he's well. Got, uh, another three for England there. He's got he's, he's been scoring goals for full whenever he's been been given ninety minutes in the under twenty threes. You kind of think, well, if he's if he's dis- displaying this kind of ability and this kind of instinct about him, then why would you? Why would you not play him yeah. when we have been? I don't want to say struggling to score goals, but we've not been we've not been scoring a huge amount of goals um, recently. I think we are at home. We've scored one of the lowest amount of goals in the league, which is a concern. Um, Give me you want, if you want an automatic promotion. Um, but yeah, I, I personally I won't start him because he's just got a hatchery under, under yeah. the twenty ones. That, that isn't like the yeah. one deciding reason that's going to take me <laughs> yeah. from no, we shouldn't to yes, we should. Yeah. I think in general over the last few weeks I think he's made enough of a case yeah. to justify a few I mean, starts I mean that is the argument against starting him yes he's only been scoring goals for the League 23s and the England under 21s but he's also been scoring for the League United first team as, yeah. as we mentioned four goals uh, for the League's first team uh, only starting two games as well whoever he plays for he scores goals he, he's, an, he's a natural goal yeah. scorer well, he's been, he's been, obviously he had those comments on, on Sky Sports on, um, on Tuesday night 
uh, he was saying that he, was, he wasn't particularly happy about being on the on the bench. Um, of course, no, no football is happy being on the bench. They all want to play, yeah. but particular strikers, he, th- he thinks he's he's earned his chance, and it's hard to disagree with the fact that he's earned his chance. Yeah, Bamford started ten games. Fair enough, he's our number nine. But I think Inquietia has just justified starting a few games. Yeah, I mean, I I think Bamford does a good job. I appreciate what he does, but strikers are there to score goals, and at the moment, Bamford is not scoring enough. We're struggling to score, and we're crying out for a goal scorer, and we have a goal scorer on the bench in Eddie Nketiah. Why are we not using him, Sats? It's a tough one, isn't it? Uh, obviously, Nketiah, as we've said there, scoring for fun for England, and when he does come off the bench, uh, and he's given the opportunity to score for Leeds. Now, against West Brom, I did an interview with you after the game. I thought Bamford was magnificent, and he got one of the match, and deservedly so, and his yeah. all-round play was superb. He's just missing that, that killer instinct. And I think, for a striker perspective... It's a confidence thing. If Paddy Bamford goes out and scores a hat-trick on Saturday, if he plays against Birmingham City, his confidence will rise and all of a sudden everyone will say, oh, let's play Bamford rather than let's play Nketiah. So you can't win either way. Uh, Bielsa's got a tough decision to make on on Saturday. If he does drop Bamford, how does that then affect Bamford's confidence? Because as a striker, you, you, you play on confidence as, as, a, uh, as a striker. So it's a tough one. Personally, I'd probably go with Nketiah because it looks so lively. As From the start, he scored... Uh, against uh, Salford and Scott against Stoke as well in the Cups so yeah it's, it's a tough one it's got to be that fine balancing hasn't it to, yeah. uh, to play one or two other I don't think he'll play both because it's obviously not Marcello's style I mean he has hinted at has, maybe he, he could has, change it but he, he just doesn't seem to want to change his, his he, style he has uh, it'd be interesting to see what he does Saturday I think he'll go with Bamford I just think it's trying to read Bielsa I know it's very difficult <laughs> I just think that that's the way it'll go until if Bamford gets an injury or something like that, which I hope he never want to wish injury on any 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 player who plays for Leeds United. So yeah, it's a tough one, but it's nice to have the options there. Yeah. That if we are in a game where we're struggling and Aketi can try and come and change the game, but yeah, it's a difficult one to have. Personally, I go in Ketia, but I think uh, I do think you will go Bamford on Saturday, just the way Bielsa does things. It's yeah. just it seems like such a, a good prospect mm. uh, in, it, as an English prospect in general, and Arsenal have sent him here yeah. to start games in yeah. the championship. Yeah, would you start him? Personally, yeah, yeah, I, I would <clears> as well. I, I think he reminds me a bit, a little bit of Beckford for his kind of, uh, <laughs> for his for his pace and his kind of general yeah. all round play. And he just seems to be there as well. Any time the ball's in the box, he, he's just there. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of people are panicking as well uh, because a lot of reports have come out saying that uh, Eddie and Ketchia isn't uh, happy being on the bench. Which no, no player is happy being on well, the bench. It, but it wasn't just reports. He's, he said, it. yeah, he, he said, it. he said it in an interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but the reports yeah. saying that Arsenal may call him back as as they're uh, unhappy with the amount of game time he's getting. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think in any any loan deal, when you've got them for a seat, there's always a recall clause. So that's yeah. just part and parcel of any particular loan deal. That, that there'll be a recall clause for Ben White for because it's just it is yeah. what it is. But surely Leeds United have yeah, to be asked. I, I think, you, yeah, I think yeah. Leeds United. Well, I don't know how much say the the buying or say the buying club, the loaning club have. Because if Arsenal had an injury crisis, they'd have to recall Nketiah. Yeah. If Brighton had an injury crisis and had three central defenders out injured, they'd have an option to recall Ben White. So it's just the way football is. Do I think Nketiah will get recalled in January? No. And Be- I hope not. <laughs> uh, because I, I, I feel that he will get an opportunity and he will score goals. It's just getting that one opportunity to... If he comes on and scores a, a brace against uh, Birmingham on Saturday, you can't leave him out for pressing on the Tuesday. No. So it, it's a juggling act with, with strikers. And, and the way Marcello plays with his formation without just one up top, it, it's very interesting to see what he will go with it's at 2 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. It's interesting to see how... I know Bielsa's not very egotistical in general, but how Bielsa's ego will deal with that. Because if, if, if he 
change if he changes up the uh, the team and puts Nketiah on Saturday, mm. it, the entire uh, <laughs> the entire of the English media will just go. Bielsa just folds his breast pressure. He's done this. <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. It's int- uh, so, so he's in a corner, and if he doesn't do it, they'll go. Oh, Bielsa's being stubborn. I, I, I he think, should start Nketiah. I think we'll find a lot out tomorrow. The pr- I think it's pr- press conference will be tomorrow. That we'll find a lot more out. Uh, and what's said uh, yeah. team when news wise uh, and I don't think you'll get much out of him about getting some I'd be surprised think, if he got yeah, much out. I no. think he'll probably just go he'll say what he always says which is they're both very good players yes and uh, Nketi is very effective when we bring him on the end yes. of the games yeah. because of his pace yeah. and yeah, that'll be the end of it and he'll move on <laughs> Yeah, of course, uh, the, you know he is doing a good job coming off a bench, and there is that scare that if you start him, may not have the same impact. But I, I think, I think he, I think he. he I've never been a big fan of that argument. That, only, yeah. that argument only really works with Solskjaer yeah. and uh, Olivier Giroud. <laughs> <laughs> They're the only players who are better off the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Not doing a good job, Solskjaer. That's for another story. For <laughs> not in management, but no, yes, as, as yes. a player coming off yes. the bench, he was, he was very, he, good. he was unbelievable. Yes, he was. <laughs> he was. But Eddie and Ketia deserves a chance. Uh, back on the players uh, who were out on in, uh, international duty. Uh, Tyler Roberts, he was on the bench uh, as Wales drew 1-1 away at Latvia and then he made an appearance off the bench as uh, Wales drew 1-1 at home to Croatia. Uh, good results for, for Wales too uh, they're, they're, uh, as they uh, look to qualify for the year of 2020. They are now fourth in Group E, uh, two, points, uh, two points behind uh, Hungary who are in second. Uh, they make up the uh, last automatic place and uh, Wales, they do have a game in hand uh, on, on the teams above them so they do still have a chance of, of qualifying. They've been dug out by Bale a lot though, I've been seeing. Yeah. Every time they need him, he pops up with a goal. Just <laughs> something game. quite interesting that I spotted when Dan James went down with an injury. Ryan Giggs said he was streetwise. Yeah. I don't quite understand and what he meant by Streetwise is another word for he blatantly cheated and I endorsed that. Yeah. Because <laughs> if we all know there's one thing that Ryan Giggs will endorse, it's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> lawyers, lawyers. He said that, not me. <laughs> brilliant, um, brilliant. Yeah. Feel free to sue me, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a proven fact. <laughs> it shouldn't be coming out. I think with statements to say a player's been streetwise. Yeah. I mean, he pretended to be knocked out, I, and he came out afterwards. Dan James and said that he wasn't knocked out. He didn't go unconscious. So, and I, I, I think that's the problem with with the the injuries with with the head injuries. Because how do we know now if a player is yeah. really injured or not? I mean, Dan, Dan James shouldn't be coming out with statements yeah. like that. I think. It's, it's a little bit naive, in my yeah. opinion. I mean, he literally went down like he'd been sniped in the back bad. of the head. <laughs> when you when you watch it in real time, it looked like a really bad challenge. Yeah, but, but you can't come yeah. out afterwards. You can't be down on the floor for about two, three minutes no. if, if, with a head, re- head no. injury, and then no. after the game, so that that you weren't that you didn't go unconscious. Because you're going to develop a reputation as a cheat. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Like Ollie Watkins. Absolutely. And, and as soon as someone says that name, I I, I just I, I, I hear the word cheat. <laughs> and, and Dan James <laughs> isn't helping himself with his diving as well. No, traffic, not at all. Because he's a very good talent. He's a precocious young player, but I think he just needs to be a bit more. I won't say streetwise, that's probably the wrong <laughs> word to say. But be, be a bit more wise. Yes, yes, a bit more wise. Well, well, Ashley Young was like that when he was younger. He used to dive a lot, didn't he? Yeah. He was that Ashley Young when he was yes, when he was yeah. uh, younger. Yeah, and I think he's he, he's got a, he's got better certainly mm. f- from doing that. But yeah, yeah. Look, it is what it is. Uh, uh, with Dan James, I just felt that it wasn't the greatest thing to come out with because there's a lot of. Stuff in the news about head injuries in sport, yeah, it is, uh, and especially doing concussion tests. Now, if he had to do a concussion test and he didn't come back, then have himself to blame. 
So yeah, yeah, not not good for me. Not yeah. not a good example to set to youngsters. Yeah, not good at all. Uh, but Tyler Roberts, uh, he's getting involved in, in, in the Wales squad and they do have, still have a chance of uh, qualifying for, for uh, Tyler Euro Roberts 2020. with his teammate, Tom Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> That's another story and we won't yeah. go into that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm already going to get sued by Ryan Giggs. Never, <laughs> no, I'm going to be sued by Derby County as well. And Tom Lawrence's lawyer. <laughs> and Tom yeah. Lawrence's personal lawyer. <laughs> uh, moving on, uh, Stuart Dallas, uh, he started in both of uh, Northern Ireland's uh, games this week. Uh, first game was a, a Euro 2020 qualifier. Yeah, and he, yeah he, got, he got an assist. Uh, <laughs> he, put, put former Man United player Daily Blind on his arse, yes. didn't he? On that right inside to cross the he ball, did. and he beat uh, he beat Virgil Van Dijk yeah, as well. His cross beat Virgil Van Dijk <laughs> and a delict to a delict to a eighty be, million pound player, hundred eighty million pounds yeah. worth of defenders there. He just beat with the yeah, cross. And, uh, this this two million pound winger from Brentford. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if I had to sum Stuart Dallas's season up in one word, it'd be brilliant because yeah. he's been he's been fantastic for Leeds. He puts a shift in every game. He puts a shift in for Northern Ireland, yeah. and he plays in different positions for Northern Ireland. Well. He's fantastic. And he deserves all the praise it's getting coming his way at yeah, the moment. So good luck, good luck to him. I thought it was brilliant for another. I thought Orlando were a bit unlucky. I know BPF they got three goals in like yeah. 10 minutes. I mean, yeah. they went 1-0 ahead with 15 minutes yeah. to go. I mean, fantastic goal. Away at Neverlands as well. Yes. Stuart Dallas, fantastic assist. Shots yeah. beginning is putting a 1-0 ahead. But yeah. then within f- well. 15 yeah. minutes to go, they, they go and concede three goals. Uh, Bill Pig got foul uh, to him very, yes, very bad. You, you, you <laughs> can kind of see why he's on the bench at Burnley. And I, I, look, yeah. I, I've got a lot of time for Burnley. Not even on the bench, he's in the reserves. He's in the reserves, not even reserves. <laughs> he went there to play football, you know. Well, yeah, j- just... <laughs> <laughs> he went there to start games. Well, the, the, the he went problem to start is games. you've got Nick Pope in goal at Burnley. Tom Eaton. Oh, no, oh, no Tom Eaton's at Villa, yeah. Uh, and he's a very good keeper, is Pope. Why is he with Burnley and keepers? They seem to have like, a monopoly on them. <laughs> and it, it, it's, a, it's just a strange one that he's gone there to, to sort of play second fiddle. Yeah, uh, when he and, wanted to start he, games. He probably could play, I don't know if he played in the cup game against Sunderland, I can't remember the team. Uh, that was that was named that day, but yeah, just a very strange transfer move. Yeah. But I mean, he's on that Premier League if money. If you were him, yeah. you'd go play for Wigan, wouldn't you, or Blackburn or something or like that? Get first team football. Yeah, but, uh, but he, he wants or, that. Or Luton, you go play for them. Yeah. No, but I, he, I do like him. I like him as a person. He's a really, really yeah. nice guy. I think he just wanted first team football, but it just seems a very strange move. Mm. Why would you move to a Premier League club from mm. a Champions League? He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's on the Premiership wage, mate. Well, that's all. So. But yeah, yeah, he's Rob Green, but Rob Green was thirty nine, whereas he's what twenty two. Yeah, yeah. Will he be able to retire earlier? Well, Rob, has Rob Green retired? He has now, hasn't he? He must have yeah. done. Yeah, he must retired have with the Europa League medal. <laughs> Fantastic. Great yeah, story. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, back on to uh, Stuart Dallas then. Uh, so yeah, Northern Ireland then, then uh, ended up losing uh, 3-1 uh, away at uh, the Netherlands uh, in the uh, Euro 2020 qualifier. Uh, and then Stuart Dallas, uh, he uh, played for Northern Ireland uh, in their friendly against Czech Republic away. They won 3-2 there. Uh, Stuart Dallas, I think he played on, on the left wing. He did. He's, uh, he's so versatile. Yeah, he's very versatile. Like they were 3-0 right up at one point. Yeah. They were 3-0 up by half time. I, I have yeah. to admit, I didn't watch the friendlies. I can't get into... No. I watched a bit of the qualifiers and what have you. I watched a bit of, I think it was France, Turkey and Ukraine, Portugal on Monday night because obviously the England game was done and dusted. They just don't excite me. I think once you get to a, a tournament in the summer, everyone gets involved. The qualifiers are like watching paint dry. <laughs> Absolutely. Just all you want to see is all the big nations qualify. Of course you do. Like I want to see, I want to see Italy back in the Euros because they weren't at the World Cup. Correct. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And I always like to see them in the, in the tournament. Yeah. But it's, it's like Scotland uh, are finishing fourth or something. They got I know they beat San Marino six 0 I think I'd be able to beat San Marino six. Everyone hammers San Marino uh, because they finished second in the Euro Nations group. They're in the playoffs, which kind of makes the whole point of their qualifying group null and void. Because they know they've got a second chance. 
So, uh, mm. yeah, in international football, apart from a major tournament, which are just not for me. Yeah, it's a bit dull, isn't it? But uh, Stuart Dallas is doing a fantastic job at Northern Ireland, and uh, Northern Ireland st- st- do still have a great who's, chance to qualify in Group C. So Scotland's playoff against? I haven't made a draw yet. I've, right. I've no idea. They're, they're waiting for all the groups to finish, so then they make the playoff draw. Yeah. So I don't even know how it works. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, yeah. I, I, I just found the what whole... What's the point of the Nations League? Well, that's the thing, because it gave you the opportunity to qualify for the uh, Euro 2020 if you didn't qualify automatically. Yeah, but the point of qualifying is that that is the only way. <laughs> exactly. It's all bizarre. Yeah, it's, it's all it's bizarre. bizarre. Why have qualifiers if you can qualify by not doing Correct. anything in the qualifying campaign? That's your EFA for you. Absolutely bizarre, mate. Absolutely yes. bizarre. Yes. Uh, but yeah, back onto uh, Northern Ireland. They do still have a good chance to qualify yes. for the Euros next year. And do you know C what? And... I hope they do because when yeah. they qualify for Euro 2016, uh, a lot it was of, brilliant. Lot of colour. Yeah. Will Griggs on fire. Brilliant yeah, songs. It was brilliant. Stuart Dallas representing Northern, Northern Ireland, Ireland in the Euro 2020. That would be brilliant. Yeah, that would be, be fantastic. And I, I, did he play in the 2016? I think he did, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he did play in 2016. I think he's a better player now, though. Yeah, I think he's, yeah, he's, he's matured so much as Stuart Dallas. Yeah. Absolutely him to bits. Yeah. And yeah, just on the last one, I was, I was, that was one game I would have watched. Alioski versus, versus Natasha Click. Never yes. happened. Yeah, it didn't happen. Uh, Alioski, he did start for North Macedonia, but Click was was on the bench for Poland. Yes. Unfortunately. But Poland did uh, end up going uh, to uh, qualifying for Euro 2020 next year. They have won a, that a, game 2 0. Have uh, qualified? Are they no. going to qualify? No, I do. St- do you know what? I've not even seen the group tables. No. I'll, 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 I'll take an interest when the when the draw is made in December and England are in it, and that's about it. Yeah. And England get put in with um, some rubbish with, with France and Italy. We all jump on the bandwagon. I'm I'm I'm, I'm exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, I'm not the biggest England fan. I never claimed to be. No. But you, sh- you struggle to be the. I think. It's particularly as, as Northerners, you struggle to get properly into England as, yeah. much, as yeah. much as the Southerners Because they've yeah. all yeah. played down south, aren't yeah. they? So. Yeah. Uh, f- full, of, full of kind of Southern players, mostly. Yeah. 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 Uh, I've never... But the, the one time I've been really excited by England, because I had the World Cup in 2018, uh, was Euro 96. It was the one tournament that I thought they had a fantastic ta- chance of going on to win, and they got beat by Germany on penalties, so nothing's changed in 20-odd years. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, speaking of England, then we'll move on to uh, England. You're uh, a bit young to watch Italia 90. My <laughs> first tournament was actually 092. Uh, Thomas Brolin, I think that's where he's bought him four years later. Uh, that but, worked out. Yeah, that worked, that worked <laughs> out well. But yeah, yeah, going on to England, I don't know how much you want to talk about sort of what's happened in Bulgaria with no, it. We'll, we'll just brush over the results. The, uh, so, <laughs> so England, of course, they played two games, yes. both Euro 2020 qualifiers. The first, uh, though, we did lose 2-1 away at Czech Republic. <laughs> yeah, we, we went 1-0 up, up uh, inside the first five minutes. Uh, Harry Kane scored a penalty, but the game was just it absolutely was crap. Up, <laughs> do, do you know what? I uh, I watched the first ten minutes and I watched Bake Off after that. That's how bored yeah. I was called Bake Off no. on uh, on. Uh, Sky Plus. Yeah, well, I started watching the game and it was 1 1 inside the first 10 minutes. I was like, this is going to be an exciting game. And then it got really dull, really crap, really boring, and just chilled on my phone while yeah. the game was on. I yeah. just was not interested I think, at uh, all. Ben Chilwell is very underrated for England. Yes, he is. That's a yeah. fair point. Fair yeah, I point. Think he, he, he seems to be in and out of the team. Whenever he's playing, England are better. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I just think that these qualifiers show us nothing. It's England's first qualifying defeat since lost 1-0 to Ukraine For, yeah. in 2009 when Rob Green got sent off. Yeah, ten years ago. Yeah, and it, it, it just shows the quality of opposition are, are awful. Yeah. And I don't know what they do. Look, we all know what happened in Bulgaria. 
The racism is disgusting. Yeah. Uh, the Bulgarian fans should, in my opinion, should never attend another football match. Yeah. Uh, the, the, Nazi, the Nazi salutes were disgraceful. Holding up no, yeah. no respect shirts. Commit. Krasimir Balakov should resign. I thought. I know he's made a groveling apology today. Yeah. I thought his, his comments. But after you can't the come game, out and say it needs to be proven when there's literal yeah. evidence there. It was on video. Yeah. yeah. ITV. I'd, I'd, I'd literally I'd, I'd, a video of of them all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of um, making monkey noises. At the back. I, I, yeah. I felt really sorry for Tyrone Mings. He's making his debut. He's a wonderful player. He was, he's he's brilliant player. debut. Yeah, well, brilliant he's debut. Fantastic. Great player, Aston Villa. Uh, Unfortunately for us. <laughs> uh, and to be subjected to those chances is sickening. Yeah. And just think, yeah. these are players who've got young kids back home as well, young families. Yeah. They should not be subject to that. And until UEFA or FIFA, whoever it is, come down hard on them, and by hard, I mean Chuck Bulgaria out the Euros, that is the only message they'll get. Yeah. And all teams who have racist yeah. fans. I mean, racism is a serious problem. Of course it is. It is it, well, He's not allowed at all. disqualification would be a massive deterrent. Yeah, the, the problem is there's no point doing it now because they can't qualify for the tournament. They're, 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 they're unless you, unless you give them a ban from the next international tournament. Like a, um, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. so, something needs to be done. Rac- racism should, should not be a thing in 2019. No, it, it should not be. It's not acceptable it's at not. all. And it's a serious problem that needs to be and, seriously and, and fair addressed. play to the England players for being strong-minded and staying on that yeah, pitch. absolutely. Because those chants are just absolutely disgusting. Yeah. I, I, I'll be honest. I, I did have a little smile on my face when, when uh, Sterling scored. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Really it, it was brilliant. Yeah, because, yeah. of course, we went on to... You see uh, Barkley as well when he scored, uh, yes. giving the wanker sign to the Bulgarian fans. Yeah, yeah. I just think... I mean, I've seen Jordan Henderson's interviews and fair play to the England players, but yeah. we're in 2019. We're not in the 1980s anymore. Yeah. Something they need to crack down on it. Yeah. Balakoff should resign, in my opinion. His comments just fueled it even further. It was absolutely his comments were a disgrace. I know he's put a groveling rep- apology on Facebook this morning, but hang on a second here. We all heard it. The players all heard it. I don't know. Even he was listening to Bobby Mihailov, the president of Bulgarian football, has stepped down. Uh, and, and in my opinion, Balakov should should follow suit. But yeah. until something is done, and I mean done like being hard. Not playing games behind closed doors—that's pointless. That's, in my opinion, that's a complete waste of time. What what good's that going to do? Playing a game behind closed doors with no fans—that'll just—that'll just—that's the fans suffering. That's not the country suffering. The, the only way the country will suffer, you kick these teams out of the European competitions before a ball's kicked. End of done. Simple. Yeah, yeah. It's a serious problem that needs to be that needs to be addressed. Uh, but of course, it, 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 I enjoyed watching it. Though England just absolutely battered it, Bulgaria it in the a end. Brilliant performance. Yeah, brilliant <laughs> performance. It, could, it actually could have been ten. We yeah. had post yeah. twice in the second half yeah. as well. Yeah. But does it show where England are as a nation that they can be so poor against Czech Republic? On, on Friday night and then so good on Monday night against Bulgaria 6-0 yeah, win there, there was a huge change in personnel to be yeah, fair yeah there was there was, there there was, was far fewer inexperienced d- players in the I do also Bulgaria. think when it comes to Euro 22 and they will qualify because I think they've got Montenegro next and they only need a point when it comes push comes to shove we looked at the Croatia game last two summers ago they were 1-0 up. Was it a weak mentality that they thought, OK, here we go again with England. They got Croatia reclad and they won it in extra time. Have, are they strong-minded enough to go on and win the tournament? That is what a great team is, mind, is made of. You look at Germany, look at Spain, look at Italy. These countries have won the, the top honours in, in international football. For England to do it, are they strong-minded enough? I don't think they are. And England no. have never won the Euros. I'm no. hopeful. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. But uh, a 6-0 win there uh, for England, uh, brilliant. Uh, touching on, on that first game, though, that 2-1 loss uh, away to Czech Republic, uh, a lot of talk about the England midfield and uh, you know the way that England plays sort of similar right. to Leeds but I was just saying how on earth does Cameron Phillips not get a chance in that England team Declan Rice is poor I don't I, care what West Ham I, I think say. he will I do think he will I think 
I think he's more going for experience with Southgate, uh, with what? Rice's playoffs play Premier League football and I get where people are coming age, from yeah and I get where people are coming from uh, and yes could, should Callum be in the England team yes he should in my opinion yeah, absolutely but is, it, is it championship bias you think? Oh, yeah. I, I don't know I, I don't I, know how I to think that's the team. a factor I, I, I think I, if, if, if Declan Rice was playing for West Ham the championship yeah it would, it I, I do know Southgate has watched Phillips uh, he lives next door to my friends in, in Harrogate so I, he does talk to him quite a bit so I, he will I think once England qualify, I think Cameron will get an England call-up. Yeah. Well, I he needs a chance in the friendlies. That's what I mean. At least. Yeah. And yeah. I think he will do. We've not yeah. had a, an England player since what? Paul Robinson in, in <laughs> 2004. So yeah. Incredible. Been a, a long time coming. Yeah, Cameron Phillips definitely does deserve a chance. That's I think that's that we... depressing start, isn't yeah. <laughs> I've been asked that so many times. Yeah. Alan Smith, Paul Robinson, last two England players. Amazing, man. In 2004, <laughs> those years ago. Yeah. Uh, but England, they do need that midfielder just to sit back and yes, control the game. And Cameron Phillips is that. He the, needs the, a chance. The James Madison thing's a bit interesting as well because he, he, he claimed illness for the what? Czech Republic game and then was spotted in the a casino. casino, yeah. Yeah. A gambling footballers, footballers. Yeah, he's a really good player. He's, he's been fantastic for Leicester this season. Yeah. He was quite impressive for Norwich when he was there. He'll, he'll go to a big club uh, next, uh, some, next uh, season. Scum looking him, aren't they? I said big club. All oh, right, he did, he did say big club. Too fair. I go, I go Liverpool. Yeah, a Liverpool yeah. Or, yeah. or a City. It might, yeah. it might be Coutinho's uh, replacement. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's got you a know, one obviously on left foot as well, Jim. Because Coutinho left Liverpool, they never really replaced him. Yeah. They tried. Yeah. They tried to do it with Cater, and Cater's had just been injury after injury. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, England. Uh, so yeah, a good win for them there. And uh, yeah, we move on. We move on. And uh, yeah, moving on to uh, other bits of news uh, coming out of Leeds. Uh, again, no Leeds game to look back on in this episode, as as, as it uh, has been in the uh, international break. Uh, but yeah, despite it being in, be a, an, being a, an international break, it has been uh, very busy at Leeds United. It's, it's not, not been quiet news. at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, yeah, it has no, not been quiet <laughs> at all. Quite a bit of news to go over in this one. Uh, of course, the big one uh, is to do with Andrea Ravazzani and the ownership of Leeds United. So this broke uh, at the beginning of the week. It's uh, Ravizani speaking uh, with the Times, and uh, he revealed uh, that um, you know he's, he's revealed more than we already knew. Of course, we knew about uh, QSI being interested in, in buying Leeds United. I think that was all paper talk. But Ravizani's come out now and, and, and said this, and uh, he also went on basically to say that there's these three other people in the running to buy a stake in Leeds United. Uh, Ravizani said that he, he does want to be involved still, especially if we win the Premier League. Uh, but he, he did say that QSI, uh, which is of course run by uh, NASA uh, Al Khalifa, who is the president of PSG, he's, he's a billionaire basically. If he if he becomes owner, we're going to be filthy rich. Ravazani, uh, uh, <laughs> he's friends with stakeholder, not owner. But Ravazani, he's friends with him uh, from selling uh, football TV rights. Um, he says that he, uh, he could make uh, Leeds United compete with Manchester City, uh, which will uh, be very exciting. Don't know your thoughts on that. But... Controversial claim <laughs> uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, <laughs> I I think uh, how do you put this how do you put this without coming across like a well like a, something I can't say <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that uh, Rajazani more than likely is going to sell a stake in the club at some point to somebody yeah. how big that stake is and who he sells it to I do not know mm. whether that's the QSI I don't think that's likely uh, especially if we're in the championship it's kind of, kind of been reported that the kind of Qatar investment is more likely to go into building their own football stadiums for the next World Cup than it is pumping into a club in Northern England. Um, (laughs) That's just probably more likely. I think he'll he'll, he'll just be... I think what he'll be thinking about the interview, he'll be wanting to say that Leeds aren't wanting to compete again and this is a way we can compete. Mm. That's what he'll be be trying to get across. I think... I don't know whether he's been misquoted or misunderstood in what he's said. Possibility, I don't know. 
Um, but that's I think he just, he he was keen to in, to emphasise how how much Leeds want to compete should yeah. they go up. Yeah. That's, yeah. That was a point. Yeah. So, yeah. Something to please the fans, yeah. really. Well, not just please the fans, but also um, kind of maybe attract more investors. Saying this, this, this we have we're an ambitious club. We we are. We want. We, if we go up, yeah. we're not going to make up the numbers. We're not going to be a, yeah. a Brighton or a Burnley or mm. a, a Bournemouth. We want to go up there and do what Wolves did. Compete. I, I, I think for me, and this is just a general point, owners should be seen and not heard. I think. I look. I, I like Andrea, and he's done a lot of good for the football club. Uh, and I've got a lot of time for him and I've met him a few times he comes across a really, really nice guy. Yeah. Uh, should owners have Twitter? No, in my opinion. <laughs> Victor Otter yeah. doesn't have Twitter. No. And probably, uh, probably and, uh, well, he says it's one of the best, best decisions he's ever made. I, I think right. it just fuels speculation yeah. and I mean, then obviously you see the outcry on, on social media. And yeah. I mean, Andrea Vazani on Twitter, he, 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 goes, he goes absolutely wild, doesn't he? And it, It's temperamental, I think. I yeah, I, look, I, I've got a lot of time for him and it's, uh, him and, and the football club have helped me an awful lot over the last couple of years. The stuff with with QSI, it's been rumbling on for a while. I think the old adage is, believe it when you see it, because we've been here many junctures beforehand. Uh, I, I think for me that the proof will be if Leeds get promoted, because if Leeds do get promoted, there's a lot more money there. There was a lot available. of rumours that Ibrahimovic wanted to buy Leeds rather than Chelsea at one point. Well, the, the story is he actually flew over White Hat Lane in, in the summer of 2003, and he was going to originally buy Tottenham. And then obviously he chose to buy Leeds. So I don't know if I've never heard any rumours about buying Leeds, but I imagine that 15, 16 years ago, we never probably had all the rumbles in the Championship and League One. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, look, it's difficult to know what to understand, what to, what to, what's going to come out of this with the QSI stuff. I think, we've, as I say, we've been at this junction in the summer. We all thought, okay, it's going to come through and whatnot. I think for, it, for that to happen. I think there's got to be a lot of uh, negotiating to take place. Yeah. I think I don't think it's anywhere near done. Will it be a stake in in, in will it be Andrea's stake or will it be a, uh, I doubt or it. just like a 10 20% stake we don't know the the ins It'll and outs. It'll probably be a stake like the 49ers. So, stake. yeah, look, there's there's a there, there's no fuel what is it? There's no f- Fuel out fire or whatever that saying is. That's the one. That's what I think of. You can leave that one on there. Uh, and look, we'll just have to wait and see. We, we've had so many yeah. of these stories. Look, I, I remember the days when uh, John McKenzie was chairman of Leeds United after Peter Isdale in 2002-3, Trevor Birch came in. There were so many stories about who was buying the club. Uh, there were some Arabs out there that were allegedly going to made the front page of the YP in November 2003. Then, uh, obviously, Trevor Birch had to come in and save the club. Then the Krasner Consortium came in in 2003-04 in March. Then Sebastian says he was going to buy the club, and I'm talking to Paul Jews about it. He pulled out. The club were looking at liquidation in, in January 2005. Bates then came in. Uh, and then even when Bates came and there were rumblings going on, he was going to buy the club, also GFH and what have you. So I think you've just got to take this sort of the pinch of salt and what happens, it happens. Look, yeah. we're, we're, we're just supporters of the football club. We, we can only take an interest in what happens. That We can't influence what goes on in, in the boardrooms at the football club. And what will happen will happen in the future. As I say, I just take this sort of the pinch of salt. Yeah. There's not a lot much more you can take out of it. And yeah. it'd be very interesting to see where, where it goes. Comes, I think for me, the main interesting point is or where, where Legion out will be in, in six, seven months' time. I think the Premier League, they'll, they'll get a windfall. 
And there's a lot more money there. If they're back in the championship, uh be interesting to see where, where Adrian, Adria, uh, Andrea has, a, has another season in him to take the club yeah, forward. Absolutely. Uh, but you said take it, take it with a pinch of salt. Ravazzani is saying all this stuff. Mm. And he mm. did also reveal the identity. It, well, he didn't reveal the, the identity of two others, but he did say that there is uh, an American who is uh, a lifelong Leeds United fan who is interested in, buy, in buying a stake at Leeds. And there's also uh, an Italian who already owns a football club. And I think I speak on behalf of most Leeds fans. We've been there and done that. No, thank you. <laughs> Please don't uh, be Massimo Cialino, take two. <laughs> oh, I'd be so funny if it was Cialino. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, own, he owns Brescia right now. Good Lord, can you yeah. imagine? Oh, that, yeah. the, 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 return, return, the return of Massimo. That was the days. Oh. <laughs> Where's Amber Cars when you need them? Oh, dear. They were, mad, I'll never forget Mad Friday. I, I, I spoke to Brian McDermott about Mad Friday. My God, I didn't know if it was coming or going. That he gets calls left, right, and centre about Mad Friday. <laughs> and like then Ross McCormack goes on Sky Sports News trying to seal a transfer away from Leeds United with like three hours left of the transfer window. Like how are you going to get a transfer done in in three hours? And yeah. again, but you'll just feel time five on the following day. You couldn't make it up. Yeah, it just was a it was, mad it, yeah, cap time that was at crazy. United. That was crazy. Uh, but yeah, it seems a bit weird, doesn't it? Rather than coming out now and saying this. I mean, stats you said that you don't think anything's going to happen soon, but. Uh, it's, if it, if it's a bit weird for me to come out and say mm. all this stuff when nothing is close to completion. As I say, I, I, I've just, I think we've, as a supporter, I feel like we've been down this route so many times beforehand. The, I remember obviously GFH turned out to be an absolute disaster uh, with Leeds United Football Club. And obviously Chilena then turned out to be an absolute disaster. I just think these for things... For different reasons. For different <laughs> reasons. I, I think these things just take so long. They're just very elongated. Peter Kenyon's supposed buying Newcastle United. Nothing's ever come... Of that I know it's very difficult to deal with Mike Ashley in general I, and in business. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> but I, I, I just feel that it's centenary week. There's a lot going on. Will will something come of it? I don't know. I'm not privy to what goes on. I just think it's it's one of these to watch this space and and see yeah. what does does occur because we can second guess. But yeah. in, in in essence, no one knows what what's what's been said. Really, I, I think I can yeah. speak for every Leeds fan. Where I would just like us to focus on the football. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely, absolutely. And ignore all of this yeah. crap. Yes. In the news. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, I mean, Ravazzani, he, he set this up himself. The article says that they met in a in a, a coffee shop somewhere in Leeds, so he, he knew that it was going to be published and everything. Uh, but uh, but Charles, we were saying on the way up here, you. Why is he saying all this? I mean, imagine being the people interested in buying a stake in Leeds United. Do you, do you want to feel like you're second or third best in, in the running? Do you want to feel like, if you don't know other people in the running, would you would you want the person you're negotiating with to tell you there are other people in the running? Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't, would you? It's, it's a bit bizarre, but... Uh, it, t- it would seem like a an arrogant tactic to say, oh, yeah. well, if you don't take it, someone else will. Yeah, but but it is interesting, though. It, it, it does sound exciting, it, you know, be filthy rich <laughs> it does sound exciting uh, who, who would be your ideal being filthy the concept of being filthy rich mate is always exciting yeah. the realities <laughs> are less so yeah. who would be ideal for you out, out of those three day chills a lifelong Leeds United fan in America or QSI I mean we don't know who the American fan is so yeah. out of those I know QSI have billions this yeah. American fan may it's not QSI. have billions so but then again there's the there's the moral implications of selling your soul to um, QSI yeah. but you know Everyone sells the soul eventually. It's just <laughs> sort of the, the kind of price you haggle over. So yeah. <laughs> probably the QSI to yeah. answer your question there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> QSI, yeah. Uh, well, moving on then, uh, in other news, uh, Leeds United, of course, are turning 100 years old uh, and they are celebrating their decentenary uh, this week, uh, not just with the game this Saturday, but there's also many other events going on to uh, celebrate the uh, centenary. Uh, of course, there's that £150 uh, hospitality uh, package for the game uh, that they announced uh, last week. <laughs> That's very short notice. Uh, there's also that special dinner as well. 
well uh, this Thursday night. Uh, that costs an ammo leg to go to as well. Stats, so you've been invited to that. I have so been invited, yes. It should be a good night. Very um, much looking forward to uh, to meeting with all the old players and just having a really good time and letting my hair down. And <laughs> Yes, uh, it should be a really, really good night. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's it, not the only thing that's happening on Thursday. It, it, sound, right, it sounds sorry to interrupt you, but it sounds good, but for a, for a working-class club and a yeah. working-class city, is... Are we allowed to criticise the prices there? They do seem a little bit yeah, excessive. Yeah, d- very, very, very expensive. The average yeah. person in Leeds does not have two, kind of 150 quid to spend on one meal, do they? I'm, no. and I'm not. Crit- Obviously, it's the centenary event. It's once in a lifetime. I understand these cel- celebratory kind of implications, but it seems excessive. Yeah, but it isn't all expensive, though. There is an event that is free. There were free tickets. Uh, uh, they've announced this uh, very, uh, I mean, does does well for every last-minute announcements, but the thing that really takes a biscuit for me is the centenary celebration that's taking place in uh, Millennium Square in Lee City Centre uh, this Thursday from 3pm till 6.30pm, hours which really people will be in work, school, college and university. Um, now, yes, it's free, which is great, but they, they only announced this on Monday, with about an hour to go before tickets went on sale. For me, these celebrations, I mean... For me, they've just been a joke. They've all been very last minute. Uh, I described them on Twitter as it's like me, what I did through many years of of uh, college, where I, I, I left all my work to to like the last week of a deadline. Uh, but yeah, it, it all just seems really, really a rush for me. It, it doesn't feel like a, a celebration, you know, for the fans. It, it just feels like it feels. Uh, Badly organised. Yeah, um, very badly for, for organised. Better way to put it. I mean, you announce this stuff weeks in advance, not just three days before. You, you an announce event. it months in advance. You could say we, yeah. it's not like it's it's a surprise. <laughs> the, the, the fact that the club was sitting a hundred didn't creep up on them. Yeah, they would have been aware of that. We've known this for years. <laughs> <laughs> they know. We know when the club is founded. Yeah. It, it, they were aware when the centenary was coming along. There's they've had plenty of notice all last season to sort stuff out for this. Yeah. Um, to announce it in the way they've done in these short space of time. That they've done, especially in the that, that kind of three well six thirty time period, which is a confusing time period by itself. because yeah. everyone's going to be. Gonna I, mean, be I, I know it has to be on the Thursday because that's the actual day. I yeah. understand that, but you could do like a I don't know like a six well nine thirty type thing where everyone yeah. can. But like, there is that work event on Thursday. Turn up. Yeah, but there is that other event on Thursday evening at the uh, Centenary Pavilion. Well, yeah, so. I know, but you you could have some people attending the. Obviously, I know they want the players at both events, so that's why they've done it like that. Yeah, obviously, but they could they could just have obviously ex pros at the dinner and then the current lead squad at the free event. Yeah, that, that doesn't seem beyond the pale to me. Yeah, it, it just does seem very very rushed. It's a bit disappointing for or, me. Or just have the Leeds players at the free event for like an hour yeah. and then take them to the dinner. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's been a mass massive opportunity that the clubs missed really. Uh, but yeah, for for me, it's been a bit disappointing uh, but staying positive though it is a party in Millennium Square yeah. on Thursday it is free it free tickets yeah it's, it's sold out Actually, as well uh, Stats so, is going as well I'll be yeah. there I'll be there hopefully I'll have a few copies of my new book to sign yeah, and hopefully so there's p- perfect opportun- opportunity for me yeah, and hopefully there's alcohol as well I, I, I want, I want alcohol <laughs> no there. comment there's rumours there's rumors there will be alcohol there yeah. how well it will be priced I don't know but there is a, <laughs> there is a spoons in Millennium Square yeah. so use that information however you will yeah. uh, but yeah Skylights <laughs> are playing there uh, Shadow Lark playing there there's guest appearances so it, it does look like it, it's going to be good uh, it's sold out but it'll be interesting to see how many people actually turn up as, as we mentioned it's in awkward times and also it was free tickets and you can buy up to four so I'm, I imagine some people have bought a load of tickets and they're probably not going to use any uh, so yeah it will be interesting but uh, yeah we're, we're all going we're we all looking forward to it yes we're, uh, we'll have to arrange to meet up as well. I don't know what time you lot, you two are getting there. I think I'm going to get there for the start. Yeah, I'll join you then. I'll join you for three o'clock. 
Nothing like a few afternoon drinks, is yeah. there? <laughs> well, I, I can't drink, I've got the dinner in the evening, so I'll be on the orange juices. Well, you'll be drinking at the dinner, won't you? I'll be drinking at the dinner, I just can't be going in. Are you doing a... a you can have uh, one or two of the gym. Are you doing like a guest you? talk at I the I don't know, yeah. <laughs> if someone wants me, to, wants me to talk about Leeds United, I'm sure there might be an oh. opportunity there. No, you can have a drink. So I'll have a drink, but yeah, we'll, we'll arrange to meet up tomorrow, we'll get there. They'll, we'll they'll loosen your nerves for the, yes. the dinner. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, of course, they released some new kit as well uh, on Thursday. I think a lot more people are excited ab- uh, about this. Yes. Uh, the, the kits that we've released for this season seem a bit disappointing, so everyone's holding the hopes. I would say for... commercially they've not been disappointing, but from no. a nostalgia point of view. Yeah, so, um, so everyone's holding the hopes for this centenary kit. Uh, no one knows what it looks like yet. They're saving it for a surprise, and the players will be wearing it uh, on Saturday. I'm quite excited. So are they not announcing it until literally the players walk out in it? Is that, is they, that they the surprise? It on Thursday. They announced it, oh, they they announced it, it on Thursday with Stats's book as Absolutely. well. It's going to be a Package absolutely. So um, yeah, we, we don't know what the, what the kit's going to look like. Uh, so. I already know it's going to divide opinion. 50/50. Yeah, probably Regardless will. Of what it looks e- like. Everything divides opinion. Uh, but yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see see what it is. I'm quite excited uh, for it. Uh, I will hopefully be uh, picking uh, myself up. I'll one be and... selling a kidney to buy one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, it's coming out with uh, Stats's book. Of course, Stats's book being released on Thursday. The best part of it all. So, uh, yes, yeah. yes, thank you very much. Very <laughs> kind. Very, it's going to be a very busy day tomorrow. Yeah, very much so. Uh, well, uh, moving on then, uh, just very quickly, uh, we need to give a massive uh, congratulations to uh, the Leeds warrior, Josh Warrington, on his uh, successful title defence uh, last Saturday at the uh, First Direct Arena here in Leeds. Uh, he knocked out uh, Sofiane Takuch uh, with just a couple of seconds to go in the second round. Uh, so, surely his trip to, to America is next on the cards for Josh Warrington. You'd think so, but he's, he's finding it difficult to get that unification fight, isn't he? over in America um, also because I think Frank Warren wants another fight at Ellen Road and um, <clears throat> I think other boxers are, don't really want to come to Ellen Road uh, and partly because Josh has far more support up in Leeds than does any other part of the country or in different countries yeah. and partly because um, <laughs> it's quite a long way to travel for these for the for particularly yeah. foreign boxers but I reckon like Conor McGregor fans and the Irish fans a lot of Leeds a lot of Leeds fans will travel over to if it's yeah, in imagine, Vegas it'll be great you'd be, imagine so oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I would uh, imagine that just seeing I Leeds would, fans raid Las Vegas yeah, go to Las that Vegas. would be brilliant I would love to see that <laughs> uh, yeah. but yeah, yeah I think he'll I think he'll try and strive to get that unific- unification fight. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's deserved it. He's what yeah, is he three title defenses now. He's undefeated. Yeah, so. I think he's, he's thirty. You know, with three title defenses, you kind of think. Yeah, so. should, should be getting the unification. Yeah. Fight. I, I think the problem with having a fight, Ellen Road, is it's yeah. been there, done that, yeah. got the t-shirt, and when he's he fought, oh, it was a great t-shirt <laughs> when he fought there. Last year, remind me we fought <coughs> Alan Road. I've completely forgotten. Elise Elby, uh, Alan Road. It was an unbelievable atmosphere. Oh, brilliant! But the novelty of fighting Alan Road is kind of. Do you know what I mean? It's been there. He's done it. Uh, and it, look, I'd go. It's fantastic evening. The atmosphere, the music, the Kaisers. Phenomenal night. Uh, would it be the same again? I don't know. But I just, saw, I just thought the whole atmosphere that I was absolutely sensational last last June, last May, June, whenever it was. Uh, will he fight Ellen Road again? I think that's what he wants to do. And he's he's difficult with Joss because he's what thirty one out of thirty one, whatever it is, how many he's won. Yeah, he needs that next test, doesn't he? That next level. Uh, brilliant against Cal Frampton. Uh, obviously, a lot of uh, controversy in the previous fight, and I can't remember the name of the fighter that he fought that basically put up a shield and wasn't doing any oh, fighting. Uh, you know which one I mean, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Doug's cheat that one. Yes, him. Uh, but no, yeah, fair legally play. Legally defensible him. because he was done for that. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant fight. He deserves all the success he gets, uh, and I look forward to seeing him tomorrow night. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, uh, and finally, uh, for the uh, bits of news, uh, Leeds United fixture has been announced for Sky TV coverage. Surprise, surprise. 
Uh, our game away at Huddersfield Town on Saturday, December 2019, has been selected for Sky TV uh, coverage. <laughs> it's a 12:30 p.m. kickoff. I can't wait to be angry in the pub already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We. Uh, I remember the last few games of played against Huddersfield. They've not been good. No. And but the, again, the, looking at the Huddersfield town this season, we have to beat them. They yeah, are terrible. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, but uh, first things first, uh, we've got, we got a few games uh, before that. Um, so, yeah, let's look ahead then to uh, Saturday's game. Elite United Centenary game against Birmingham City at Ellen Road. 3pm kickoff as well, so it should be a very good uh, day overall. Hopefully, <laughs> if Leeds United win. Hopefully. And, I mean, Charles, we need to win this one, don't we? Especially in our Centenary game. We need to win. Yeah, it would be... Bad to lose. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, analysis it, like that is why you tune in. But yeah, it would be <laughs> it would be tough to lose. Your catastrophic game to lose in your centenary kit in a sold out stadium. Yeah, uh, and we have a terrible record against Birmingham as yeah. well. It's we horrendous. Really yeah, because yeah. they every single time we play them, they score a terrible set piece goal <laughs> and shit out of us tonight. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> how are you feeling towards it? Are you hopeful? I think I th- <sighs> look. There's two schools of thought here. It's a centenary. What on earth can go wrong? It's Leeds United. Yeah. I mean, I've been saying for weeks and months even, we're actually going to lose our centenary. <laughs> we always lose against Birmingham City. So I, I want to take you back to October 2013. Funnily enough, on the Sunday, at the international break, we just lost 3-1 to Derby, awful that game. Next visit to Twelling Road, Birmingham City, live on Sky. Brian McDermott had two weeks to ch- he changed the formation uh, and we won 4-0. Ross McCormack and uh, Matt Smith just basically destroyed Birmingham City. I knew he played for Birmingham City that day in central defence, Cal Bartley. So I, I, I think it's an opportunity to look. It's, I'm not saying it's going to be 4-0. Agent Bartley once again. Uh, Agent Bartley once again on Saturday. <laughs> I think they're going to put a performance in. I think they'll win on Saturday. Obviously, there's a lot of question marks over team selection. We'll find out a bit more whether Pablo's fit, whether there's four shows fit, who starts up front. I just think... They've had the first, what, 11 games. There's no panic for me. There's 35 games left in the season, for for goodness sake. That's over 100 yeah. odd points. Uh, I think they'll win on Saturday. I think they'll put a performance out with all that's going on around the place. I think the players will be so pumped up for the game. They they will put a performance in, and yeah. I, think they'll, I think they'll win on Saturday. Yeah. I think we're kind of they've, all, they've all had two weeks off yeah. as well. Yeah, I, I don't think Birmingham are great. I know they've got a result at, at Charlton uh, the other day. Uh, I think Jude Bellingham, uh, great young player, sixteen-year-old kid, scored the winning goal. They're very inconsistent at Birmingham under Pep Quartet. I, I just feel it's it's a it's a start of an important week for Leeds. They've got Birmingham at home on Saturday, then they've got two tricky away games against Preston North End, who have started brilliantly on their return, a reunion with, with Gary Monk uh, week on uh, We do have a good record Saturday. against Preston, though, in general. So we've got yeah. a good record against Preston, apart from that one defeat uh, when Janssen feigned injury in 2018. Uh, He's there for that one. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, terrible. I think, I think we, <laughs> we were 1-0 uh, up as well. Hugo Diaz came <laughs> yeah. off the bench, I believe, for his debut. I just feel there's, there's an opportunity... Uh, for Leeds on, on Saturday just to get this in the back on track there's no as I said we're two points off top all these uh, people that are panicking well look I know we probably should have been sitting on here with the majority of points but we're not uh, you look at the Millwall game for 45 minutes with 10 men we were magnificent we just lack that killer instinct and I just feel on Saturday it's a Birmingham side they'll probably come to defend obviously Pep Quartet's coming back with his, with uh, to Ellen Road Leeds will win for me and I think they'll win 3-0 I think yeah. they'll come out comfortably uh, look, Birmingham, yeah, they've got a good record against Leeds. They won the last season, did the double overs last season. Uh, the only team to do the double overs last season. Absolutely. Uh, I'm hoping no one does a double this year. I just think it's an opportunity for Leeds to get back on the saddle and yeah. put performance in. And 
enjoy Saturday and enjoy everything that goes with it. Yeah, absolutely. We, we do need to win. Of course, Leeds United going into the game on the back of that 2-1 loss away at Millwall before the uh, international break. That's always dropped to, dropped to fifth in the championship table. And as Stat said, we're currently two points off uh, the joint leaders, West Brom and Nottingham Forest. Uh, so, yeah, we need a win, really, to, just to boost spirits, win our centenary game as well. But also, we're only two points above 10th place Charleston. So, if we if, we, if <laughs> results don't go our way, we it could be a slippery slope. <laughs> it really you could be. a slippery slope, but... At this point in the season, everyone's like bouncing up and down the table. Yeah. Don't settle yeah. for about November. Yeah. It's very, very close. You're lucky to it. Two points is nothing. We could go top of the league on Saturday. That's the, that's the flip side of it. There's so much football to be played between now and, and May the second against Charlton. Yeah, I'm, I'm not concerned. That, so there's, there's just too much get to happen between now and the end of the season. There's going to be so much chop and change. Uh, no team is running away with it. There's no Newcastle in it from 2016, 2017. There's no Norwich or Sheffield United. There's no Wolves. There's no Wolves. There's no one at this moment in time that looks in tip-top form to go and run away with the league. That might change over yeah. the next six months. I mean, in theory, it should be us. Yes, it probably West, should West be. West Brom and, are the only other team I've seen uh, that I've been impressed by. West Brom were brilliant against us, and, and we, we actually defended fantastically that night to, to go away with they, a one-off victory. They probably deserve the draw uh, out of that. Uh, yeah. But for me, there's no, no standout team at the moment. No, there it, isn't. For me at the moment, Ed, it's a team that's going to be the most consistent. Again, as I say, that could change in the next well, six months. That's all screwed, then. <laughs> you, you say that, there's an opportunity there. They've got five games coming up yeah. between now and the next international break, or six games, I'm not sure what it is off the top of my head. Obviously, Birmingham, Preston, Sheffield, Wednesday, the next three. Important week for the club. If they can get over the line with seven points, Chef Wed won't be easy. Gary Monk's re- reinvigorated Sheffield Wednesday. Preston won't be easy. Alex Neal's got them playing some really decent football. But teams should be frightened of playing Leeds. It's an opportunity. And I think playing Preston will, will play into Leeds' hands because Preston are an attacking side. Same with Sheffield Wednesday. Gary Monk probably set them up uh, to play as an attacking unit against Leeds at Hillsborough week on Saturday. So for me, yeah. Plenty of football. You say that, but uh, Monk at Birmingham last year when we played in them away, he he did the classic Monk thing, very yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, centralize uh, kind of a kind of central block it as well, and they um, and they they, they beat us because we, I mean largely because Bamford hit the post from about a yard, but <laughs> <laughs> that that was a factor, but also because they just defended really well and we couldn't get through them. Yeah, and that yeah. is kind of a staple of Monk's sides. But I think you're right about Alex Neil and Preston though. Yeah, they got some. That they're, they're a ex- tough ex- nut to exci- exciting young players, and they will come to attack us. And yeah. we have a good record at Deepdale yeah. in general. They definitely will. And um, if uh, who, who is it in the, them in field that always gets sent off? Ben Pearson. Us? Ben Pearson <laughs> religiously, you know religiously gets sent I'm off. I'm going to say us. it now. There'll be a red card at Deepdale on Tuesday. There yeah, is always a red card between Leeds <laughs> and Preston. I, I don't be Ben Pearson. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have a bet on it. Actually, don't please, be, please bet responsibly uh, with any betting. I heard his mum, Ben Pearson's mum, does yeah. not attend his games anymore he because gets, he gets, gets sent, sent off, off all yeah, the time. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, brilliant. The, the, there's there's always a red card. I don't know what it is between Leeds United and Preston North End in this fixture. There always seems to be a red card. Why it is, I don't know. Yeah. The, there was a red card in the fixture. I think in the League Cup last season, there was a red card. In the league, uh, league uh, obviously at Deepdale, Ben Pearson, I think it was. Uh, and then didn't, didn't they get one sent off at Ellen Road? Yeah, well? in the League Cup, and I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Uh, they had Alex Baptiste sent off in 1617. Jermaine Beckford sent off in 1617. That was very funny. Uh, Bapt- uh, Be- uh, Pearson got sent off at Ellen Road in, in 1718. There'll be a red cap. I'm telling you now. <laughs> put your money on it. <laughs> Put your money on it, as I say, gamble responsibly, put, but put your money on it. Put, that there'll be a red. Put card. your mortgage on Ben Pearson. Don't, don't put your mortgage. I don't want any number of people coming to me. I can't oh, put you. Jesus, up. Jesus, that was a joke. So, yes. Clearly a joke. Yeah. I, don't even, I don't even endorse gambling in general. So, I don't I do, there's always a red card in that game, but obviously first things first, Birmingham City yeah. Saturday. Yeah. 
celebrations, yeah. get the celebrations done and dusted, three o'clock, focus on the game. Yeah, back onto the Birmingham game then. So, but Baradi is, of course, uh, eligible to play uh, as uh, his record uh, that he picked up against Millwall was rescinded. Uh, Liam Cooper and Jamie Shackleton, uh, they will probably miss the game uh, unless they make some miraculous recoveries. Like, like Rudolf um, Austin when he recovered <laughs> from that broken leg in about 20 minutes. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> uh, I'll never forget that because we lost 6-1 to Watford. We'd actually have Jason Pace sent off, Warnock made three subs and then Austin gets in himself injured with a broken leg uh, and then playing with nine men and then I think that was Remembrance Saturday so it was like November the 13th Boxing it's supposed to be rolled out for like six months Boxing Day is on the pitch how on earth if you recover from a broken leg uh, I'd love to throw the ins and outs on that one um, <laughs> he probably didn't have a broken leg to be fair or he had an immensely high pain tolerance. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we've mentioned before, we're recording some on, um, on the Wednesday, so before, before the press conference this week happens, so we don't know about Pablo Hernandez and Adam Forshaw, but hopefully they are back for this game. Uh, we touched on Birmingham, uh, of course, managed by Pep, Pep Clotet, so there'll be a reunion there. Uh, Birmingham, they're currently 12th in the championship table and 16 points, four points behind Leeds. Uh, they're not, do, not doing too great. They're, they're kind of a mixed bag, really. Five wins, one draw, and five losses this season. It tends to just um, win one, lose one really yeah they did beat Middlesbrough 1-0 at home in the last game but uh, lost uh, three games before that I mean they don't look too good we should really be, be mid, winning against mid-table them mid-table side aren't yeah, they yeah but we, we, don't, we do have a terrible record against them lost our last three meetings Birmingham uh, of course as we mentioned the only team to do the double of was uh, last season so yeah are, are, we, are we all hopeful for this game do, do we think we'll yeah, Leeds will win look I was on here I think it was previous the Swans game and I said Leeds would win I got that wrong I said Leeds would beat Bristol City 3-0 I nearly got that right I think Leeds will win on Saturday. I think there's too much going on for them not to win. I think the players will be so fired up after the last two away games, Charlton and Millwall. And it's, as I say, it's just an opportunity to get back on the horse and, and get three points in, in ahead of, of two big away games at Preston and Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. Um, any uh, predicted lineups from anyone? Uh, yes, I've got mine. You've uh, voted down. Uh, yes. Uh, Garish Brake in goal. Billy Br- no, <laughs> no, that's, that, that's the 1970s. I wish. <laughs> uh, Kiko Casilla in goal. I think you'll get will have a back four of Luke Ayling, Gaetano Berardi, Ben White and uh, Johnny Alioski. Now, a lot depends on whether Forshaw Hernandez are fit. Yeah. Uh, he's got a somewhat dodgy formation. He's got I've got, I don't know what formation. I've just picked all every day. 4 one 4 one isn't it? Uh, if Forshaw's if fit, he plays. I think Philip, obviously Phillips will play that in front of the back four. And then I think for me, you'll go Forshaw, click Dallas, yeah. Hernandez and Ketia. That's if Forshaw's out? If Forshaw's out, I think he goes Shackleton, doesn't he? Is that well, Shackleton is out as well. you want or that's line I watch. Hackens injured as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. that's what line I want. So it'll be Dallas in midfield then. Yes, I, I, I don't mind Stu in midfield. I think he's so versatile. Yeah, yeah. He's good in midfield. I think he's just. I, it, I, I prefer him at right back. What's interesting is what he does with Helder Costa and what he does with Jack Harrison. Very interesting. What anyone does with Jack Harrison. <laughs> uh, that, that's why he's a manager and I'm not. <laughs> uh, but Enketi up front for you as well. Yes, definitely, yeah. definitely for me. But that, that's something against Patrick Bamford because I think it's work rate. Right. I, uh, I don't want to give my opinion what I would want or what I expect. Yes. I expect nothing to change. <laughs> no, I, I think I if Forshaw's fit, he'll go in midfield yep. and Dallas will move to right back. And that's, that's so all you I think Ailing will come off and start on the bench or Ailing start centre half? I, yeah. I think he'll be on the bench. Yeah, I think, if ever, I I think, think it'll be Verardi White in centre. Yeah, I think if Forshaw's fit, then Dallas will be on right yeah. back. Although I'm, uh, I'm a little bit concerned about Jukovic. Uh, against Berardi in the good air. player, good player, yeah. Lucas great, great aerial player. <laughs> no, but it's hard to get you, hard to well, argue what, against what you. What people forget there. is when we went on a starting run at the start of last season, Berardi was in defence because Janssen wasn't playing. Yeah, and he did brilliant. And he did brilliant, and we're unbeaten up until the uh, the Birmingham game at Ellen Road in in September. So and then we were worried, we were worried when uh, Berardi got injured. How did you yeah. announce that? 
We were uh, worried. 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 Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's hard to, to uh, argue against stats there, really. It's nice me. to have Jonathan Ross here uh, to pronounce words properly. Jonathan Watts. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you're worried about? <laughs> Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Uh, score predictions then for the uh, for the Birmingham game, first of all. Score two predictions. 2-1. Two, one. Two, one I'm going to go 4-0. I'm less confident than stats is, uh, and yours. Yeah. Insane I mean, predictions that we will score 4 uh, I mean, I'm quite goals. nervous, but I'm, 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 I'll go 4-0. I'll go 4-0. I, we'll, we'll battle. I think Paddy Bamford will score as well. His first goal at Ellen Road yeah. this year. <laughs> I think that after this week's speculation, that is the only thing the football gods will throw at us. <laughs> Leeds United 100. Oh no, sorry, you meant the score prediction, not how old we are. 3 0 Leeds. Simple, done, job three done. Nil. See you later. Yeah, and uh, how about score prediction for pre- the Preston game away on uh, Tuesday? We won't be recording before then. So, uh, yeah. Tough, tough game. They don't lose too many. They don't lose too many at home. They've been some decent sides I'm at going home. I'm going to go 2-1 Leeds. If, if, if they can get a result on Saturday, they'll put them in good heart, in uh, uh, good spirits, going to the trip to... De- it's always a feisty affair at Deep Dale, as I've said. Yeah. I, I think back-to-back victories is, is what they need. I, I'm going to go 3-1 away at Preston. 3-1. Yeah, 4-0 against Birmingham, 3-1 away at Preston. I'm confident. I'm confident. Uh, but that does bring us to the uh, end of uh, episode 39 of the All Things Leeds podcast. Thank you very much, as always, to uh, Charles for joining me. Cheers for having me on, Matt. Thank you very much as well to Stats for joining us as well. Yeah, thank you very much. I uh, appreciate you uh, coming in. And uh, thanks to everyone as well who has listened uh, or watched. Uh, we really do uh, appreciate it. Uh, if you enjoyed them, why not subscribe or follow the podcast? Give us a five-star rating uh, on uh, Apple Podcasts if you're listening on there. Share it around as well. Uh, help us uh, out. Uh, make sure to follow... Buy, buy, buy my book. Yeah, buy his book. Yeah, buy Stats' book. Buy book. I had the microphones off there. Yeah, oh. buy Stats' book. Yeah, buy his book. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, if you're on, on social media, make sure to follow All Things Leeds on our social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search Poor Things Leeds 1 on Twitter and Instagram. Search Poor Things Leeds on Facebook. Uh, subscribe to the uh, YouTube channel as well if you have not already. Uh, me and Charles, we will be back next week. So uh, we'll see you then. Take care and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>